Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Come on, if you're alive from the dead this morning, risen with Christ, give Him a resurrection praise on this Sunday morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Over and over and over, we come back to this place to worship the Lord our God. Hallelujah, because He is worthy. Welcome to the many hundreds of thousands watching live on TBN, TBN YouTube, One Gospel, Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, CRC Online and Correctional Facilities all over South Africa live with us today and also in countries in Africa. Welcome to those in Russia, Israel, America, Europe, India, Pakistan, China and all over Africa. Hallelujah. Come on Twani, let's welcome these people. This service has hundreds of thousands in attendance, not just in this place, but for many people on TBN, this is their Sunday morning church. And uh, we welcome you this morning in Jesus' name. Hey, today is gonna be a bad day for the devil and a good day for the Kingdom of God. If you believe it, shout amen, give him one more praise in the name of Jesus. You may be seated in the heavenly places, thank you. Amen. I hope you are ready for the great reset. The great reset. I was listening to our president and I was interested when he said they are going to lift the state of emergency very soon. Well, I pray to God they get on with it because we no longer want it. We no longer need it. We want our people free and we want to be able to worship God without being muzzled. Oh, don't get all upset, doctors. I don't care. Listen, I, I, I sat in meetings with politicians for two years and we have many challenges. You talk to doctors, you, they'll tell you what challenges we are facing now post-COVID. So I'm not going to get into those things right now, but I think everybody knows that this is over and that this state of emergency should now be finished. Klaar in voorbij. Genoeg is genoeg. Dankie. Dis nou hoe dit is. Oh, you don't sound very excited. It looks like you it looks like you enjoyed this lockdown, okay? So let's talk about the great reset. Tonight we are baptizing thousands of people. How many of you are getting baptized tonight? Lift your hand. Okay, and one of the things God spoke to me about in December is freedom. And that is God wants His people free in every area of their lives. So if we talk about breakthrough, we need spiritual breakthrough, emotional breakthrough, relational breakthrough, mental breakthrough, a lot of mental issues going around, and financial breakthrough. I think sometimes when you talk about breakthrough, people think it's only about finances. Finances is one area. But there are people that are struggling with emotional issues and are not living in freedom. And you don't want to miss next Sunday morning because the power of God is going to break bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment of many people's lives. And Satan is going to lose his hold over your life. So I want to lay uh, a foundation 
for what is to come this month, and that is your freedom. Somebody say freedom. Somebody say, I want to be free in Jesus' name, in every area of my life, right? I mean, I, I, I'm interested, uh, I listen to stories and I hear about people that have gone back to drugs, and people that have gone back to alcohol abuse and people that have gone back to former ways and that's a great concern. And that is one of the things we said to our president, there's no such thing as online church because, um, and I know politicians don't really care about Christianity and the church, it's not their job. But when the pastors were so weak in South Africa and were not willing to stand, we are paying the price for it now in South Africa where people have backslidden, people who have become lukewarm, people have become comfortable. Not a negative statement. After two years, like 40-50% of people, not in this church, because we fought the fight. In most churches, some people have 30% attendance because people have just lost the plot totally during this lockdown in many, many ways. So uh, God spoke to me and uh, we are gonna start today with the great reset. And whatever has to be reset in your life will require honesty, transparency, and a hunger and a desire for freedom and the victory that Jesus came to purchase for you. I heard about a whole bunch of young people that were in a home cell, not in, in Pretoria, but, and I won't say what church, and they all started doing drugs together. A home cell, no hole. Talk about not losing your mind. A lot of people got crazy. A lot of people became crazy. So we, we're gonna have to get people back to the beginning, back to freedom and liberty in Christ. Say amen in Jesus' Name, come on. We're gonna have to get our young people to bring both their feet back into the Kingdom of God. Come on, if you believe it today, shout amen and give the Lord a praise in Jesus' Name. So let's talk about this great reset and focus on two kingdoms. Galatians 5 verse 1, reading from the New International Version. The Bible says, It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. How many of you remember the day before you were saved? Anybody? How many of you remember that you were slaves to sin? Anybody? How many of you know that many people that were free from the yoke of slavery have slavery in their lives again? People that God set free from emotional bondage, depression, issues have piled up again during this COVID lockdown. Well, God doesn't need a lot of time to work because God is powerful. God is gonna work in your life. God is gonna shake things up and God's gonna set you free all over again by the power of His grace in the Name of Jesus Christ. So let's talk about what this freedom looks like and what the Apostle Paul had to address again and again. So he writes in verse 13, he says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Say free. You were called to be free. It means nothing should control you other than Jesus Christ. His love, His grace and His mercy. No addiction, no bondage, no emotional trauma, no relapse, no going in a default mode because of bad experiences emotionally, etc. 
I think when we talk about freedom, people just think we're talking about freedom from alcohol and drugs. Yes, you better be free from drugs. And I, I know the president said that uh, planting cannabis is going to be legal, legalized, but hey, hey, ganja, ah, uh ah, -uh, not the tree of life. No, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. You don't need to smoke that stuff, amen. Because those stuff never helped you before. So may it be used for medicinal purposes only. Amen, young people. So some of you are gonna go set fire to your tree of life there in the back, in the backyard. Some of you are gonna, next week we're gonna have a big bonfire and people are gonna come and burn their, their stuff. And people are, uh, I'm passionate when God talks to me. And for some of you, you're gonna write on, on a piece of paper, because obviously you can't throw your mind into a fire, but you're gonna write on a piece of paper, anger, bitterness, uh, resentment, and you're gonna come and burn that out of your life. Some of you that have gone back to the ropey, ropey Christianity. Yeah, that thing that you are wearing under your clothes today, You are called to freedom, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather serve one another humbly in love. That's why Christianity cannot be self-centered, self-consuming, and it's all about yourself. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But if you bite and devour, meaning gossip, slander one another, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say then, walk by the Spirit, hallelujah. We're not just gonna baptize you in water, we're gonna rebaptize you in the fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. And God is gonna invade His church. Oh, come on by the power and by the presence of the Holy Ghost. Every service will be a move of the glory and the presence of God. We are preparing the way for the Holy Ghost to come because He's not gonna come in a lukewarm atmosphere where people are not committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So we have to prepare the way like John the Baptist said. We have to get back to where we were if we want revival, which leads to reformation, which demands redistribution to the poor, which brings um, uh, reformation in our communities. Repentance, restitution, it's not the message of politicians, it's the message of the church. You go make right with your brother. If your sister sins against you, you don't talk to your friend for advice, you go to your sister. Amen. Let's do the Bible. I said, let's do the Bible. Let's not do the emotion. Let's not do the feeling. Let's not do the culture. We want the freedom of Christ. We better get our feet in the Bible and we better do the Bible. Are you listening to me? CRC, say Amen. So it says, walk in the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So what did this COVID do? This COVID took people out of an environment that is spiritual. And, 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 and those social media gurus you can go watch them, how their views have declined. And to think young people do online Christianity, they simply don't. Right? Hello? I can give you the statistics of online viewership. 
And the age group 25 and under don't watch Christian TV. Except if mom and dad forces them to watch it. They're not interested. That's why they need the church open. They need an environment where the Spirit of God can fill them again and again. So the world does not put its claws back in them. So he says, walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. So they're in opposition. They're in conflict with each other so that you're not to do whatever you want. So he says, if you don't walk in the Spirit, you're not able to control the desires, the appetites, the feelings of your flesh, your emotion, your soul, your body. You need to be a spiritual person. That's why I laugh when pastors say our church are for the intellectuals. <laughs> your intellect will not save you and your intellect will not set you above the work of the flesh. He says, but if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law of do's and don'ts, but you're now under what? You're under the law of what? Grace. You're now under grace. We're going to talk about that tonight for those that are getting baptized. He says, now listen, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery. Well, included in debauchery is excessive alcohol use and excessive drug abuse. Well, let's just talk about drug abuse. Because in America, when you say drugs, they don't think what we think, cocaine, heroin, and all those things. They understand that prescription medicine can be drug abuse as well. I mean, some superstars died because of being addicted to medical drugs, uppers and downers. Huh? So some of you need to be set free from an addiction to pain tablets because you don't actually have pain any longer. You like what the morphine or whatever it is in that tablets are doing for you. So we need that addiction broken. I mean, I had to counsel somebody and I couldn't believe it. Uh, um, he, he has to take 60 to 70 Stillnox tablets to fall asleep. I said, this is not medically possible. Well, he does. He takes 60 to 70 and it started with one, two, three, five. And uh, I mean, I take one and I'm like, who's it? No. <laughs> so, we want you free in every area of your life. And I'm going slow because you have to look at your life and you have to be honest and ask, am I totally free and not feel condemned? But realize that Jesus paid the price for your total redemption and your total freedom, your spirit, your soul and your body, every area, your emotions, your feelings. Bible doesn't say as many as are led by their feelings. They are sons of God. Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit. So yeah, Paul says, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So now he just says what the, what, what the lust or the, or the works of the flesh are, but you're not gonna get free from the works of the flesh by focusing on, I'm not gonna do this or this or this or this or this or this. You're gonna identify that and then you are gonna make a commitment to God that you are free and you want to be free 
and then you are going to lay down all the junk that you have reaccumulated in your trunk and you are going to be baptized and you are going to be rebaptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the name of Saint Peter in the name of Saint Paul some of you we're going to have to baptize you 10 times over some of you we're going to have to baptize you and keep you under there until there's just a few bubbles that come up bloop, 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 and you are desperate you've had enough of the world. I said, you've had enough of the world. You've become sick and tired of being sick and tired. You better get a desire, young person, for freedom and liberty back in your life for the glory of God. Oh, come on, if you have a desire for freedom, jump to your feet all over our churches and give the Lord a mighty praise like those who are risen from the dead in Jesus' Name. So, um, he says idolatry. Idolatry is anything that takes the place of God and your worship of God that takes preeminence. Like a new style of religion, I don't have to go to church. Say to who? It's not in the Bible. I'm not judging you, I'm telling you. You're lukewarm. Selfish ambition. Isn't talking about ambition. There's a healthy ambition. And there's a selfish ambition. What's the difference? A selfish ambition is stepping on others to get to the top. A healthy ambition is serving others to get to the top. Lifting others to get to the top. Amen, South Africa. Dissension. Dissension, division. Factions. Envy. You know the second biggest, the second sin in the Bible was jealousy. One of the greatest sins in the church is jealousy. If the brother drives a car that you want to drive, you yak, 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 Envy. Or your sister gets ahead in life and suddenly she's looking after herself and she's getting her hair done for her husband, amen. And she's dressing nice and suddenly you say, now who does she think she is? Oh, she knows exactly who she is. The question is, who do you think you are? Mind your own business. Don't get jealous because God is blessing others. Say, hey God, I'm standing in the line. You are no respecter of persons. Those blessings are heading my way in Jesus' Name. I mean, jealousy, Cain killed Abel because of jealousy. Joseph's brothers tried to kill him because of jealousy. It's a bad thing to be a jealous person. Greed with envy. He says, um, drunkenness, drunkenness, orgies. Now he's talking to believers. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to believers where the world was coming back. And he's saying to them, no, 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 no. That's not who you are. That's not who you, that's who you were. That's not who you are. That's no longer who you are. Those things, if they come back in your life, that's a symptom that you are backsliding from God and you are becoming lukewarm. You are a child of light. You're a child of the King. You were bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. 
It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Say Amen in Jesus' name. He says, and the like, I warn you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the Kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Love covers all things. Love believes all things. Love endures all things. Love does not seek its own. Love is not mean. Love is not critical. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Love does not think about itself. Love notices the brother who does not have. The fruit of the Spirit is love actually. And out of this love, if you study the original text, flows joy. Some of you look like you've been baptized in pickle juice, right? Well, the ushers must be handing out lemons at the door. Peace. You lost your peace. Forbearance. Kindness. I said to my staff the other day, you better be kind with one another. I don't want you fighting one another in my staff. We have hundreds of people employed by the church. I said, if you can't get along with one another, how are you ever going to get along with the congregation and people out there? You better bury your issues with one another very, 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 very quickly. Because by this all men will know we are His disciples by the love we have one for another. If you can't love your brother that works with you, how are you ever going to go love the person that doesn't work with you? So let Christianity be real. Let love be real. Amen. Let love be a real thing. Your secretary come to you and gossip about your pastor. What the heck is that? So those who belong to Christ, he says, to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. So we'll talk about that tonight, what it means to be baptized. <laughs> Some of you need to be rebaptized. Some of you need to be restarted. Some of you need a reset. I'm not saying that you, there's a doctrine that you have to be baptized many times, but listen, sometimes, sometimes people have to recommit themselves to God. Sometimes people have to make a conscious decision to say, hey God, I lost the plot, I messed up. I'm, I'm, I, and, and, and it's not just gonna be enough that you sit in your seat and you say, I'm gonna change my ways. Cause how many times have you sat in your seat and you thought I'm gonna change my ways and you've never changed your ways. You better make up your mind and you better come if God is talking to you and you better get baptized and you better come and lay down the dacha, the anger, the bitterness, the things that are defiling your Christ-like identity, the things that are robbing you of the freedom that you have in Christ. You better come again and lay those things down and bury them in the Name of Jesus. Can somebody say Amen in Jesus' Name? So you know, your walk with Christ really has nothing to do what about what people think about you. Sometimes we want to keep our dignity, but we become ugly Christians. And people tolerate us, but our behaviour does not re reflect Christ. And sometimes people have a, a default mode because they have anger, resentment, bitterness because of something somebody did years ago. You know, some people can sit with you and they can tell you the date, 
the time, the place of the last 20 years. That person did this then. That person did this there. That person did this there. I understand sometimes it's hard to forgive people. When people hurt you, and we're going to talk about that and have communion and deal with this in Jesus' name. That's why Jesus said 70 times 7. Sometimes you have to forgive people again and again and again and again and again and again and again until you actually are free in Jesus' name. But you don't allow that unforgiveness to grow into bitterness, resentment, hatred, and cost you your salvation in Christ. You have to be free. I said you have to be free. You can have no bitterness. One of the greatest things that will hinder your prayer life is unforgiveness. That's why when Jesus teaches on faith in Mark 11, 22 to 25, He says, have faith in God, then speak to the mountain, then what things every desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, you will have them. And He says, when you stand praying, forgive, that your Father in the heaven may also forgive you. The Lord's prayer as we know, which is actually the disciples' prayer, He also says, forgive us our sin before we pray for our daily bread. So He says, if you come to the altar and they remember that your brother ought sinned against you, leave your prayer, be reconciled. Then come, because love is both vertical and horizontally. They stand on the same level. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. The second is like unto it, love your neighbour as you love yourself. So what do we do? We just say, I cut you off. Never gonna talk to you again. Who did you put in prison? Yourself. I'm gonna talk to you next week and I'm gonna show you how many people have sicknesses and disease because of prolonged unforgiveness. How it affects your mental health, how it affects your physical body. You don't need a miracle. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. And, and no matter what that person did, they'll give account to God. You have to desire your freedom. And that means you have to forgive that person. Otherwise, Matthew 18 is very clear. You'll be handed over to the tormentors. Now I'll show you from the Bible, many bone-related diseases, a broken spirit dries the bone. I've prayed for many people, well, it's not general. There's a lot of doctors in the church, I understand. Sometimes it's a medical condition. Sometimes it's a de demon. Sometimes it's a psychosomatic disease that develops because of emotional issues. And that psychosomatic disease eventually manifests in the person's body because the person never dealt with the emotional issue. Are you listening? Because I want you whole, I want you free. But I can't lay hands on you and you've not forgiven. I prayed for a lot of people and the Holy Spirit stopped me and said, no, they need to forgive. Rheumatoid arthritis. Bible says a broken spirit dries the bones. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So when Paul talks about these things, a lot of these Manifestations of the flesh are a result of the pain and the hurt that people carry for whatever reason. And they just don't wanna let it go. Well, I mean, Jesus died on the cross for you and me and He faced all our punishment. He carried our sorrows, He carried our diseases. He, did every, he didn't wanna to go to the cross. As a matter of fact, He said to God, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as Thou will and he sweated great drops of blood. Some of you don't wanna forgive people. You've been hurt too much. 
You've been angry for too long. Hey, my sister, listen. Asseblief toch nou, man. Hoor nou vir die pastoor in Afrikaans, mooi en duidelik. Vir jou ei onthalde, gaan begraaf hy onvergevensgesintheid en hy bitterheid eens en vir altyd en claim eis jou vryheid in die naam van Jesus Christus so dat jy een toekomst en een hoop kan hee in die naam van jou. Kom aan in Jesus naam, sê amen. And give him a praise, someone today, God will set you free. So he says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So we want the freedom that God has for us. We have to do it God's way, not our way. On God's terms, not on our terms. Can you say amen? So clearly God wants to set everyone free from any yoke of slavery. You can have money with depression. It's not God's best for you. You can have money and your child is on drugs. It's not God's best for you. You can stand proxy for your child. You know that. Stop criticizing your your relative, your spouse, your husband and stand proxy for him. And stop uh, uh, judging him. You understand what an intercessor is? An intercessor says, Lord, we have sinned. God, I have sinned. Forgive me. You stand in the gap for your husband. You no longer criticize him. And you ask God forgiveness on his behalf, not self-righteously. And watch what God will do in the life of your husband. Amen. Oh, come on, if you're going to clap, clap. Because you're clapping for Jesus, you're not clapping for me. So let's talk about this freedom. And, and, and quickly in 10 minutes, because I have to fly to Joburg. And by the way, I don't own the helicopter. I own five jets. So please, don't, don't belittle me by talking about my helicopter. It's a mode of transport. You know, I'm preaching in a, um, a conference in Durban this week and I'm flying there. I, it doesn't mean I own the Boeing. Beginning of March, I'm flying to LA on BA. I don't own the airways. So I said, believe, respectfully, use thy brain cells and whatever. Or just be the jealous, mean, little, opinionated Christian, no, not Christian, uh, carnal Christian. They just say what you want to say with a diarrhea of your mouth. Now I've offended you and I don't care. Get baptized. So uh, uh, I just want to say something that I missed out here, which is an important thing, is on the work of the flesh is witchcraft. <laughs> There's no power there. There's make-believe. It's what you believe. It's a work of the flesh. Tell a lot of stories. I've been all over Africa. I can tell you stories. I don't, because it takes away the glory of God. God uh, Paul instructs us not to talk about angels. Don't talk about demons. Don't get people's focus off Christ. That's why I don't talk about the pre-Adamic race, and I don't talk about the first flood, and I don't talk about the giants, and I don't talk about the other things. All the things that are that I can talk about, but it, it's meaningless. 
It's not going to help you live in victory and it's not going to help you help your world. And it's not going to help those who are poor today to find a believer that will help them have a better life, right? So Colossians 1 verse 13, the Bible says, He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and He has conveyed us, translated us into the kingdom of, of the Son of, of His love in whom we have redemption purchased through His blood and forgiveness of sin. So if you look at that uh, behind me, we were all on that side, darkness. When you give your life to Jesus, you are translated supernaturally, spiritually into the Kingdom of God's dear Son. So in the Kingdom of Darkness, Satan, Satan, small letter, my secretary knows when I type, I always type small letters and if she prints my sermon and the devil is in capital letters, I say reprint because the devil is defeated, amen? He's under our feet, okay? So we don't have to talk about the devil all the time, but he's the God of the world there. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, the power or the authority of Satan is broken over your life and you are translated. Any man being Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Now you are a citizen of light and you live by a different set of rules and standards. Although you're in the world, you're not of the world. There were certain things you did pre-Christ that you cannot carry post-Christ or present Christ. Are you listening to me? There has to be a separation. And that's what baptism really is. It says it's an anti-type of salvation. It symbolizes your unification with your new life in Jesus Christ. Because when you are born again in John chapter 3, you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are saved by grace through faith. Now, baptism, that's why you can't baptize an infant. The Bible says you repent and you are baptized. Repentance really means turn around, opposite direction. You were walking this way, you meet Christ, He takes you that way. Now, what needs to happen? I now receive the power of the Holy Ghost and then I have to make a public statement of my faith in Christ. And I think many pastors have underplayed the importance of baptism because when you get saved and it's your day to be baptised, you should invite your family and your friends. Otherwise, they're gonna take you back to the world and they should come and witness that you are saying, I am now a Christian born again. I am no longer that person. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus and you better all understand it and you better all respect it. I'm a new believer. I identify with the death, the burial and the resurrection of life. So I lay down the old man and when I come up out of the water, I identify with a new life I have in Christ Jesus, hallelujah. And I'm never gonna go back to that old life again. Can I have an amen in Jesus' name? So, it's very powerful. It's not a by the way, the pa'uma, the pa'uma, the pa'uma, quickly. You know, when I baptized my grandmother, she was 87, and it was like the pa'uma. Come on, Biscate, right? 
And the amazing thing is when she came up out of the water, she started speaking in tongues. Amen. And she spoke about her mother that was in the Anglo-Boer War put in the concentration camps. And she spoke about how her mother back in 1899. Some of you can't think that far back. Back in 1899, she says, while she was in the kitchen, she prayed like this. A Afrikaanse boerevrouw. We've lost a lot of things because of religion and culture and tradition and people don't desire the things of God. That's why they live in defeat because they don't take what Jesus gave them. Baptism is, is, is something that you have to understand. It's a, it's a burial. It's a funeral. It's a laying down of the old self. It's a parting with the old you. And then identifying with a new you through studying the Word of God. And Romans 12 is to not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is that, that you may prove? What is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God for your life? So, so it's, it's, it's a place that you sit in church for argument's sake. You get saved. You get home. You say, what happened to me? And your friend phones you. So I gave my life to Jesus. The guy says, what does it mean, man? Like happened to me. I got saved and went back to my friend. He says, ah, so I'm going to last for two weeks. And I got baptized. It's a public profession. That's why you don't get baptized privately. Jesus was baptized publicly. The believers in the New Testament was baptized publicly because it is your declaration that I'm saved, but now I respond to the salvation and I'm now coming out of the world. I am coming out of Egypt. I am separating from the idols in Egypt. I'm born again, heaven bound, blood washed, new in Christ. I'm light in the Lord. Shout Amen in Jesus' Name. So Ephesians 5, I have to close. The TV must go and I must go. He says, you were, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed are manifest by light. That doesn't mean you go point people's sins out. It means that if you're at a party and you don't partake, like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, the light that is in you convicts those people to wanna be different. Because the minute you act like them, you lose your testimony. we're doing this to get people's focus back to God, get people back to church, get people back to a home cell, get
get people back to the life that Jesus bought for them. Because I've been a pastor 35 years and I see how this thing has stolen the fire from so many people in Jesus' name. And I pray to God that there's a remnant and not everyone has to be baptized or rebaptized, but everybody's got an issue and everybody has to write something down on a piece of paper and you have to come as an act of your will and go throw it down. And each one of you must go have communion with somebody and display the love of Christ. Because remember what the Bible says, many are sick and many die young because they don't discern the Lord's body twofold what Jesus did and the body of Christ. It's not a game. Your walk with Christ is all or nothing. It's not one foot in the world, one foot in the church. It's not like Lot's wife every now and again looking back at Egypt. And, you, and if you have, exactly what happened to Lot's wife has been happening to you and to many of your friends. And I don't say this to judge you or your friends. I'm saying this to say what Paul said. In verse 14, he says, Therefore he says, Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead. And Christ will give you light. Awake. So you are waiting for God to do something. God's trying to get your attention. And you have to respond now. You have to awake. You have to rise up and re-surrender your life and say, God, I've had it. I'm sick and tired of the place that I've gone to. I want to come back to You. I want to re-surrender my life to You. I want to bury those things that have come back into my life in the Name of Jesus Christ. I want to live light. I want to live free. I want to live for the glory of God. Come on, if that is You today, stand to your feet one more time. We're going to worship God and give Him an amazing praise. Oh, come on, give Him a praise. Give Him a praise. Give Him a praise. Bible says in Isaiah 60, look and see they are coming home. Amen. Amen. Well, it is our great privilege and our honor to pray with you. We're trusting that today we become your spiritual family and we walk this road with you. Won't you just be so kind as just put your hand on your heart and just pray with us this simple prayer to commit our lives to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you died on that cross and you rose again and you've got victory over my sin. Thank you that as I put my belief in you, I am now a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Help me to become a true child of God. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone says, Amen and Amen. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.